Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Empire. The new social network helps you monetize your brand efficiently. Right? Like you could go to an influencer on TikTok, hey, build your own website and offer a bunch of services. But like, they don't have the money to do that. They're not going to be able to, and it's going to be very difficult. So like for us, and if you've, uh, you know, had the chance to see some of the, uh, um, you know, the marketing materials that we put together and stuff, it's just quite honestly a very different type of platform. That's Solo Cisse, co-founder and CEO of Galaxy, a new marketplace for influencers. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. Social Media 1.0 opened the door for influencers and brands, but the vast majority of the sponsorship proceeds went to the platforms themselves. Galaxy aims to flip that dynamic. Our guest this week is Solo Cisse. He's the CEO and the co-founder of Galaxy, which is a next-gen social platform that will redefine the creator-fan relationship. Solo, nice to meet you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. All right. Tell me a little bit about Galaxy. What is it? So Galaxy, it's a lot of different things to a lot of different people. It's a really big, robust product. But what we're most known for is that we're the easiest mechanism that a lot of a content creator um, or any creator really to be able to reach their audience and monetize that audience. But it's also the easiest place for, um, you know, avid fans to be able to support the creators they know and love through digital experiences that creators are able to offer in our marketplace. Um, and so these are things like video calls, video, video messages, um, exclusive content, NFTs, custom experiences and more. Um, really we're an enhancement or a next generation, uh, evolution of what the social media landscape looks like and where we believe in a world of ownership and content creators be able to own their audiences and fans be able to own those relationships they have with those creators to be able to, you know, create some of the best experiences uh, of our lives. Okay. So obviously this is extremely crowded space. Twitter X exists, YouTube exists, TikTok exists, Instagram. Um, There are many different ways to have streams on Twitch, whatever it may be. So what separates what you're doing from all of these different places where creators could be? Absolutely. The most important word is ownership, right? So we're in a league of our own. None of those competitors that that you really mentioned solve that key problem, which is you don't own those relationships that you have with your fans on those legacy frameworks. And so really you are more so a mechanism to bring people or congregation for them to be able to sell ads to those users. And so you don't really get paid off of that unless you get paid at the very, well, you do get paid off of it, but you're more so at the end of the waterfall, if you're thinking about finance or, yeah. you know, more street, maybe like the cartel, if you really think about it. Um, and so really everyone else gets paid before the content creator does. And so for us, what makes us unique is that we're built on Web3 technology that really allows us to put people in a peer-to-peer network system where the exchange of value is very immediate. Um, and it's also not obstructed by a third party, right? And so 
YouTube, um, you know, the main legacy social uh, social platforms, they're the ones who decide who gets paid and how much they get paid. Whereas on our platform, um, you're very much so able to control that and be able to monetize your audience directly. And so we don't, you know, the previous way that content creators are able to monetize, they usually partner with brands to be able to show, you know, to, to advertise or to post on behalf of those brands and then get paid a sum for that. I'm suggesting that, you know, the content creators themselves develop these followings because not only they sell, not because they sell brands to these people, but because they are interesting, they're captivating, they want to see their content. And so we're basically allowing influencers to productize themselves and sell themselves to their fan base in a way that previous legacy social media platforms don't really allow them to. Okay, let me ask you another question about that then. Like uh, any of these people who have a built-in audience that they'd like to monetize, they could have their own personal website. They could have a subscriber-based podcast, video, blog, whatever they want to do. So again, let's talk about that a little bit. What separates what you're trying to do from what kind of already exists in the marketplace? Absolutely. So there is no place for you to get on a FaceTime call with LeBron James right now (laughs) and get paid by himself. No, no, no. But surely though, like we're kind of thinking about it as like a B2B solution for Mm. creators who are small businesses. So out of the box, they can do these things, right? Like the robustness of the product that we built is going to be far and above better than 99% of what the creators are going to be able to build on their own if they're going to build personal websites. And then also you don't get the benefit of discoverability by creating an ecosystem where people are coming in and out and be able to discover new things or new creators. You're just being able to, you're just forced into pushing people to your own specific website. And so it's really just a reinvention of the way in which social media platforms can monetize networks, period, right? Like we don't want to monetize via shoving ads in people's faces. We want to monetize and align incentives so that when we make money, content creators make a way more equitable share of that. And so again, it's like a very different, mindset right like you could go to an influencer on tiktok hey build your own website and offer a bunch of services but like they don't have the money to do that they're not going to be able to and it's going to be very difficult and so like for us and if you've uh, you know had the chance to see some of the uh um you know the marketing materials that we put together and yeah. stuff it's just quite honestly a very different type of platform and you really got to get your hands on it to, to kind of understand what i'm describing to you but again it's really about convenience out of the box somebody can create an account within 10 minutes, turn on video calls, video messages, um, you know, activate a shop and start getting requests and then getting paid instantly, right? Like building a website and all those types of things takes a lot of time and you can't really monetize those micro interactions on other social platforms unless you're really thinking about maybe OnlyFans or maybe Cameo. Yeah. But again, those are single SKU products, whereas we're a custom toolkit that allows you to be able to offer a cooking class if you're a celebrity chef, right. or you could take the video call feature and brand and productize it. And so these are what we call featured experiences. And I said that kind of at the beginning, but to unpack that a bit further, it's allowing you to take the standard products that we've built and custom tailor offer them and experiences to your fan base that might make sense. So if you're Matt James, maybe you're offering, you know, if you're Matt James or The Bachelor, I don't actually, I'm not sure who the current Bachelor is, maybe you're offering one-to-one IRL dinners with whoever the person might be, right? Like this is kind of, taking that and really enhancing the marketplace capabilities and widening the breadth of products that could be sold. Okay. Um, so in the end, would you envision this out there? Do you envision people scrolling through galaxy to find the people they like? Is this more just a platform that will make it easier for creators to kind of almost B2B to kind of use it to find their audiences? Like how do you envision the growth of galaxy as a whole? 
Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it's really going to be dependent on what the market reception really is. And so, like I said at the very beginning, Galaxy is a very big product that has a lot of different sort of value propositions to a lot of people. So for us, we took the idea of like a non-custodial wallet for crypto, for people who are familiar with crypto. And that allows you to basically hold your own digital assets. And basically, we thought that this mechanism would be the easiest way to facilitate the payment or the value transfer between a fan and a creator. And hence, that's why we built Galaxy on Web3 Rails. But what we're quickly finding out is that there's a lot of different other use cases for a crypto wallet that could socially connect people through value transfer. Another good example of this is like Venmo and Zelle, right? Like if you're thinking about a crypto wallet that might be easy to send crypto, you know, from one person to another, we have capabilities that allow you to send $20 of Bitcoin as easy as a tech message, right? And so you're productizing that and really being able to invite those types of people. And so it's really more of an interface or a social layer with, you know, marketplace elements beyond the world of just content creation and so it's a legitimate social platform or experience but it's also you could look at it as a creator monetization tool so you could argue that our competitors are only fans or cameo or patreon you could argue that our competitors are you know x meta or whatever they could be just from the social aspect of it um but there are a lot of different nuances about our product that make us quite unique and then if you're talking about the web3 dgens that are super excited about consumer products this might be the easiest place for NFTs to have uh, utility. Yeah. You can create social profiles. You can bring your board in here, make them your profiles. You can't really do that stuff elsewhere. And so it's really just a holistic ecosystem that puts all those things together. And to your question, what people will know us for will really be what you know a good executive team does in, in, in really finding product market fit as fast as possible and kind of running in that direction. But uh, you know, it's kind of early to tell in terms of what it does because the app is large. It has 1,500 screens. It's not like yeah. some of the other social apps that you've seen in the past generation that are 50 screens. Like this thing looks and feels like, uh, you know, a legitimate large social app. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's talk about the content that would go on there. Um, let's take aside something like if they do a cameo or a video call, which I think is going to look you know, raw and rudimentary. It's supposed to on some level, and maybe just a normal post would look a certain way. But if you are building things like you're going to do a cooking class or LeBron James wants to show you how he has this move, how are you thinking through um, quality of the content that will be posted that would boost the entire platform and give it more legitimacy? Yeah, I mean, so the reality is, and I think there's like a, how do I say this? Uh, so I think when you're thinking about the platform, it's also really important to understand how these experiences are facilitated. And so if you see the trailer that we have, a lot of these micro interactions kind of go between the fan and the creator. Um, and those happen in a private one-to-one -one chat. 
where you're going to get that cameo message. So no one will see that. Um, and the image or the personality of the persona that's going to be created by the creator um, is going to be one that they own no different than they would on other social channels. And, um, you know, these people, we it's almost like I wouldn't never really need to worry about that question just because these people and influencers like them, they're hyper aware of how they might come off or what yeah. they look like and advertising their products. And so I would analogize it to more like imagine if your current Instagram page or your TikTok page or your Twitter page could have productized things that you could offer to your audience. But your overall social presence and identity through the feed will be no different than what you would post elsewhere. Maybe if you wanted to keep things exclusive to Calisty, because in the feed, the only product that people really see or buy is fan club posts, which live behind a paywall that yep. could be littered through your feed. Um, but to answer your question, it's really more like, um, you know, inherently if we're bringing good people who are bringing merchants, kind of if you want to use an analogy to a mall, creators are merchants and they're selling products. You're bringing good creators, which, you know, we know happen to know a handful, uh, just given Spencer, you know, his play in the, place in the NBA, like this, you know, the creator economy is something that's quite close to us. Um, we don't really worry as much about what the feed or the population of the content might really look like, because it's not going to be any different than other social platforms. Um, it's really more about giving them an audience, um, giving them the tools to build an audience in the app as well as that's the point of the social feed right you can post things and then you can interact with your fans not everything is for sale but then if you want to buy some something that's uh for sale you can do so easily via the marketplace that's really much so hidden within the ui it's also not the case that it feels overly like a marketplace it's like a really nice social application that layers in that monetization for creators so it doesn't really feel like you're coming here just to buy something, yeah. which is something that makes it really difficult when you're thinking about something like, um, you know, other marketplaces where it's very difficult just because the user retention is tough. You're going to go there, you're going to buy the video message for your mom's birthday, and then you're going to show up whenever you have another excuse to do yeah. so. Right. For us, that's not the same model. Right. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, let's talk about the you know, obviously this is a sports technology podcast. So let's talk about the sports angle with it. Obviously, there's applications for big influencers who already have audiences. You mentioned LeBron James, people of that level. And there's a lot of ones that are not as famous, obviously, as him that would have audiences. Um, do, do you see working with teams? Do you see working with leagues? Do you see working with just the players themselves? How do you, how do you kind of envision that materializing? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the main focus at the moment was, you know, originally just enhancing the peer-to-peer relationship, person-to-person. Um, so that streamed influencer as like the original or the first creator batch. Um, but we're currently exploring and always building more shop tooling that will help other types of influencers, which could be brands, uh, to be able to connect with their fans or connect with their followers or their customers, whatever the, uh, the word might be, um, to that community. Um, and so ultimately in the future, we do envision being able to work with not just individual persons, but also brands and entities and already have in some certain ways. Um, Karate Combat, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but they're a combat sports league, really big sports league. They've embraced Web3 technology um, and I actually serve as an advisor to them. Um, but they, we work with them as well. And they're pretty, you know, they're large sports league, got millions of followers across social channels, pretty well known. Um, and being able to, to add utility to those types of brands and actually add pathways to monetization through their own communities in ways they may not have been able to pre- via social media um, is kind of what we're trying to introduce people. Our biggest objective over time is really to convince those types of people, not just you know persons, but also brands and organizations, that social media can be used when constructed in a way like this to make money. 
right? It's not just a place to get the word out. Yeah. Because if you're the Washington, you know, Nationals or you're, you know, the, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, you're using social media to just get people to see you. Yeah. It doesn't do anything for you. And so back to your, you know, even first question, you're like, well, you can post content on YouTube. Yeah. And what happens when your account's deleted? That's right. What happens? Do you make any money off of it? Right. This is ownership. You really get to own your audience in, in a way. Okay. Um, so your background is in investment banking. You went to Wharton. Um, how'd you land here? What, what brought you to this path? Uh, yeah, my uh, co-founder, Spencer Dinwiddie, he is like an older brother. So him and my older brother are best friends. And so we've been working together for numerous years. Spencer was the first NBA player to securitize his NBA contract. Yeah. And previously to working at Calixie, I actually specialized in securitization. So residential mortgage bag, commercial mortgage bag, uh, index tranches, all crazy derivatives and things like that. I have a pretty robust background in, and I'll serve as an advisor to him when he did that securitization. And that really opened a much bigger door because on the back of that, we had about half a billion dollars worth of contractual value come in and express interest. A lot of NBA players being, hey, I'm going to do what Spencer did. Uh, but we saw an even greater opportunity to tokenize or solve this problem I've been coming back to, which is ownership and, and monetization. Like when you own or have an audience, it, it's worth something. And it currently isn't with the tools that we have. You can't really monetize that unless you bring in another party like a brand to then, hey, guys, brand, you yeah. should go to this and use my discount code. Like I'm allowing people who, if you love, you know, Logan Paul, Jake, whoever this person is, you're there for them. You're not there for Nike. You're not there for Starbucks. You're not there yeah. for whatever brand that they might be shilling to you. Um, and so uh, that's, uh, you know, that's kind of what we saw as a big opportunity for us to, to solve. And that's when Calico pivoted, um, not necessarily pivoted, but when we really started to focus on the creator economy angle. Okay. I'll leave you with this. Um, let's do this again in three to five years. And I want to ask a very broad question. How do you see all of what we're talking about um, changing over the next three to five years, the relationship from the fan to whatever it may be, the player, the team, the league, through the use Absolutely. of whatever social media looks like in five years? Absolutely. I would say that in five years, we are going to become savvy to the fact that digital ownership is the key to the future. And I think what's going to happen is social identities are going to matter a lot more. And I think Web3 is going to be a big solve for some of the impending problems we expect to happen with the rise of AI and things like that. And the reason why I say that is because deep faking and things like that are really surfacing and becoming a greater concern. You saw that a little bit earlier this year with the AI music that was coming out and yeah. things like that. Being able to be able to track provenance to the source is going to be increasingly important. And so networks like ours that are going to leverage blockchain technologies and allow you to assign social identities to people um, so that you can ensure that if an account is posting it, it's a legitimate account. The true measure of what verification should look like, because we all know that you can go buy verification. Uh, you know, anyone at this point could buy verification uh, on most social platforms. And so it's not really a signal for, are you the notable person that you yeah. say you are? It's yeah. really more, are you a person that has a credit card that can enter nine, 16 digits or whatever it is into whatever yeah. payment box? And so I think in three to five years, things and platforms like ours will really help shift that new paradigm for content creators where they're really understanding that they are not the proper product to be sold as, you know, by the means of the big legacy platforms, but rather they should have complete ownership of those audiences. And they're really going to think about themselves as small businesses 
And these tools really allow them to do that out of the box. Uh, we are in a time of of literal legal identity fraud. It's really amazing that, it, that it's out there. It, it's, exactly. it's crazy. Uh, Solo Cisse is the CEO and the co-founder of Galaxy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. On the next Future Sport podcast, master control for the social media push. But when you think about the example of like parents and kids at camp, uh, or we do a lot of work with races, the ability to basically isolate 10,000 runners that are running in a road race, yeah. capture their picture, and with the help of AI, isolate their bib number. That's Mark Keeney, Chief Revenue Officer of Greenfly, who aims to help teams and leagues automate their social media distribution. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.